Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Geek Thyself. Hello. Um, my throat is very scratchy today, but that's okay. Oh, allergies? Uh, no, I actually don't have any allergies, luckily. I just have a sore throat. Um, I don't I don't think I have allergies anyway. <laughs> hmm. I don't I've never been tested for them. So I don't think I've got them. Okay, so that was a really fast tangent. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Hello. We won't be talking about allergies today. No. <laughs> that wasn't the topic. Although, we could do a topic on allergies at some point. I, I, guess. I guess we could. Yeah. I do I'm know some of the ways that it works. I mean, I assume you would because of being a veteran or a, a vet nurse. Because mm-hmm. cats, I assume, have allergies? They do, yeah. Dogs? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dogs and cats can have allergies to stuff. The best is when your animal's allergic to grass. That's That doesn't sound good at all. No, it's problematic. It's not as big an issue for cats, because you can keep them inside, but it's a problem for dogs. Well, yeah. Oh, my God, that just sounds so... That's such a terrible hand to be dealt to as a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're a dog. It's great, but you're allergic to grass. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. allergic to the ground. Mm-hmm. Good. Pretty much. That's, that is, that is something else. I didn't know that you could be allergic to grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to remember which dog it was, and I can't right now, but I had a friend whose dog, Um, it wasn't like awful. It was, it was, yeah. they were able to keep it under control, especially since their backyard didn't happen to have any grass, but their dog's Oops. feet would get really irritated if they were running around on grass for too often. They, it would get all like red between the toes and stuff. This is a big yeah. tangent. We went on that we didn't intend this, to. This, this is a really big tangent, but it's also kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, but we, we should probably get back onto our topic. Yes. That was a really fast and that. I mean, people know this by now, right? I mean, unless this go is off the first on time you're joining, <laughs> yeah. Unless this is the first time you're joining us, which if it is, welcome. Um, be expect more tangents; they will happen. Mm-hmm. We like to talk about a lot of things, and we don't like talking about one thing without going off a tangent. <laughs> yeah, the pro- the problem well, is you and I both have too much broad knowledge on different topics yeah and we can mention things mm-hmm. and like you like i mentioned a, a, a scratchy throat and suddenly we're talking about dog allergies <laughs> yeah so this will happen but you get a small bit of just get a small tidbit of information what we're actually going to talk about today <laughs> uh no we've had that is we're going to talk about alexander no we're not talking about no, alexander, not the alexander the great that's uh, that's the wrong gray i just said the name that went into my head it's Catherine the great Mm-hmm. Catherine oh the Great. Oh my god. This this episode is going to a great start, guys. Oh. 
It's okay. Oh, yes. Now we're talking about Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia. Yes, uh, or Catherine the mm-hmm. Second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both are accurate. You're the one who suggested this topic, and you specifically suggested it for April. Is there a reason you suggested it for April? Um, I, th- I think there was. Yeah. Well, it. I mean, partly just because I thought of it and we needed another topic for april but yeah. also there's a new show coming out um oh, yes this was it yeah it wasn't specifically for april it's because it mm-hmm. yes, hold on I'm, I'm double checking the name so that i give you guys the right name mm-hmm. um it's going to star l fanning um it's okay. on hulu okay which means i won't be able to watch it because i can't get hulu in the uk um well hold on i'm double checking it's for sure yeah it's a it's a hulu network show Although, mm-hmm. I'd have to look. I think that some of the other companies might be picking it up, but I don't know 100%. Okay. Well, it's, I hope so, because otherwise I won't be able to watch it. Yeah. It's called The Great. Yeah, it's just The Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it's a miniseries, isn't it? Uh, let me or is check. it a full series? I'm double-checking my information. I we talked about this a little bit ago. Uh, we did. So we're struggling to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be a miniseries. Hold on. I found, yeah, I found the link uh, I needed. It's going to be yes. a miniseries. It's uh, mm-hmm. premiering on May 15th on Hulu. So, so... I had thought of it because I've seen some trailers for it and it looks interesting. Yeah. I will say it's not supposed to be like a perfect historical rendition it's, of what happened. It's a, it's a drama, dramatic. Uh, I can't say that word. Uh, dramatizing i'll use that one i could say that one they're dramatizing it yes well they're dramatizing it but also it's supposed to be a satirical comedic drama so they're throwing in some satire and like making they're definitely like fictionalizing um some of it especially the first season it says it says according to wikipedia Season one is a fictionalized, fun, and anachronistic story of an idealistic, romantic young girl who arrives in Russia for an arranged marriage to the mercurial Emperor Peter. Okay. So, and that's not entirely how things happened. Like, yes, it was an arranged marriage, but um, she met him, like, I've seen the trailer. Basically, in the trailer, they're showing, like, her meeting him and presenting him yeah, yeah, with yeah. A, a gift. And he looks at one of his... It, this is in the trailers. So this is not a spoiler. Yes. <laughs> she presents him with, like, a piece of evergreen and says, I hope that our love and happiness together will be as everlasting as this evergreen. It's supposed yes. to be representative. He takes the twig that she's handing yeah. him. You know, it's, it's clearly symbolic. It's a nice gesture. Turns to it's someone easy. behind him and goes... She's not one of the inbreds, is she? Like basically oh, hinting, boy. like is she? She she gave me a twig. She's not inbred, is she? Kind of joke, no. and so yeah, it's that kind of humor that's going to oh. be throughout the show. So if that's not your kind of humor, don't watch the show. I'm gonna say so. I think it looks funny, but I have a very dry British satirical sense of humor, courtesy of my father. If you Would don't you have like that cringe humor. That that particular joke, yeah. Some of the yeah. other jokes are better. That that I saw in the trailer. That particular joke, though, gives you an idea of how disjointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, it like, is from re- the real show. Kind of, yeah, from yeah, real yeah, history. Yeah, because yeah, like, yeah, okay. in in reality, they met each other when they were like ten, when she was ten. Yeah. Not when they first got married. They they knew each other somewhat as children because they were second gotcha. cousins and their families were, 
you know, not super close related, but everybody in and Europe that was, that. Yeah, 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 everyone in Europe that was royalty of any kind at that point was related to somebody else in another country. <sighs> that's that's just, case, <laughs> I mean, like, not as not fact. as close together though. No, 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 no. No, there's like a weird fact in the UK that pretty much everyone is distantly related to the royal family in some mm-hmm. sort of regard. Uh, well, that's obviously that because Queen Victoria had like spread them out. Children went everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's May fifteenth, so about three ish weeks, mm-hmm. roughly. Uh, I don't know. I think I quite like that because cringe comedy, specifically, is something that I actually enjoy. I know a lot of people who cannot stand it at all. Like, and I get mm-hmm. it because it's it's a it's a really acquired taste. Yeah, uh, but. As you said, it, it's very much a British kind of humour, so it's not, you know, it's not too yeah. surprising I'd like it, I guess. Yes, well, and same. Like you know, like yes. I said, I grew up with that, so if that's not the kind of humour yeah. you like, you you may not enjoy this show. You might like it for some of, of the jokes, but um, it also looks like it's going to have a really good cast. Now, some of the actors are people I haven't heard of before, um, okay. but um, the main characters... Catherine the Great and her husband Peter um, yeah. are played by Elle Fanning yes. and Nicholas Holt is playing Emperor okay. Peter. Okay. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It, the trailer definitely made it look like it's going to be an interesting show but that made me the segueing back into our topic that yes. made me interested a little more in the real history of Catherine the Great because obviously yeah, because it's not an accurate history. Yeah. Like for, it's exaggerated for the joke. Exactly. Yeah. So, and they, so and they make that bit. very yeah. clear. Like they've stated yeah. that in all their information. This is not historical fact. So don't watch it thinking you're going to learn exactly what happened to Catherine the Great because that's not the case. Fair enough. But she did lead an interesting life. She was born into... Um, not minor nobility her father was a prince so she was a princess technically but her family her core family like her parents and her were not rich her mother had some rich relatives who actually helped sort of push things forward into getting her to end up marrying her second cousin um okay peter from russia but she was born on may 2nd so actually, we're also doing this close to her birthday. That's that was yeah. unintentional, but you know, nice happenstance. Yeah. Uh, she was born May second, seventeen twenty nine, and her birth name was actually. Uh, let's, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm so sorry if you're. She was born in um, a ger- into German royalty, and her name yeah. is Sophie. Her birth name was Sophie of Anhalt Zerbst. Yeah, and I don't know princess. if I'm saying that right. And yeah. was in Prussia, which is now in Poland. Right, but at the time was sort of part of the greater German Empire. Yeah. Or what became the German Empire. Yeah. Things change names a lot in Europe. Yeah. What's interesting is, uh, as we were talking about like uh, a couple weeks ago, about the calendars that changed around that time, the old style for the calendar would have made her birthday the 21st of April. And this episode goes out on the 22nd. So that's even weirder. Uh-huh. So that's just a weird thing. Interesting. I didn't really know about that, but yeah. Okay, so... I didn't think about that, but you're right. Okay. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. So yeah. Uh, born like that. 
Yeah, and she's uh, one of the things that she's known for is basically ushering in Russia's golden age. Mm -hmm. And um, also, she was the longest ruling female leader of the country in its history. She ruled from 1762 all the way until 1796. So she ruled yeah. for 34 years where she was the ruler as opposed to being like a regent for her child or something like that. Apparently, when that, something I've just sort of read through this, when she actually met uh, Peter when she was 10, uh, she apparently found him dis- detestable. Yeah, I mean, just, like, based off the writings they've found, yeah. yeah. And his fondness for alcohol at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was still childish, even though he was a little older than her, I believe. And he uh, was playing with toy soldiers. So they didn't like each other when they met each other at 10. And this is one of those examples of things that are clearly not historically accurate in the TV show we mentioned. Because in the TV show, they're like meeting for the first time and she looks like she's 16. And in reality, they met when they were kids. But through much scheming from her mother and actually um, Empress Elizabeth um, of Russia liked, uh, like, well, she was Sophie at the time. But liked yeah. Catherine a lot when she met her, um, when she went over there in 1744. So she she met him originally when she was like 10, and then a few years later she went to <sighs> Russia in 1744, kind of like in preparation of trying to yeah. marry Peter and become one of the people in line to be the future empress. And yeah. at, at the time her mother apparently was trying to start all sorts of intrigue and craziness and um, is often, from historical accounts, portrayed as being very cold and abusive and she loved intrigue and she loved gossip and she was hungry for fame so uh, apparently there she didn't get on with her husband much after they were married either because i've just read through this uh, mm-hmm. apparently she got bored with her husband quite uh, quite uh, quite quickly and mm-hmm. just uh, became an avid breeder which hey i mean i get it books books are more interesting than people mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and apparently she read mostly in french uh Yes, and um, for anyone who's wondering, we uh, we just skipped that part, but um, the reason her name went from being Princess Sophie of Prussia to being Catherine is um, when she came to Russia, She because she was practicing at night, she actually made herself sick, and um, her mother wanted her prayed over by a Lutheran priest, which would have been the German, like German Lutheran um religion but she refused that and instead she wanted a um orthodox clergyman to to come pray for her which made the empress really happy so that was another thing and later she was baptized into the russian orthodox church and, and became yeah. yeah that's when she went from being princess sophie to being catherine and then they gave her an artificial a last name that was Russian just to make it work. So she was Catherine or Ekaterina and her last name was Alexivana. I think I said that mostly right, which translates to or Alexievna. Yeah, Alexievna, which is daughter of Alexei. I don't speak yeah. these languages, so if I'm butchering no, it and you do, I'm very sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, also uh, her father wasn't happy about this because he was uh, a devout German Lutheran, uh, so was opposed to 
this change, but it still happened anyway. Mm-hmm. So he actually didn't go to their wedding. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. That yeah, and I mean people do that nowadays sometimes just because they can't make it. Usually not the father, but you know sometimes people just can't make a wedding. But back then that kind of a snub was a big deal. Well, yeah, I mean it still could be a big deal today. Yeah, the father in particular shot. is a big yeah. deal. Yeah, I mean unless you don't want them there. Yeah. You know what? Some of the fathers seen you might not, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably a good point to go into our break okay. I ask with a question mark uh yeah we're at about the mid-roll range and so when we come yeah. back we can talk a little bit more about her life with peter and then yeah. her her reign as the empress which had a lot yeah. that went, went on mm-hmm. okay so we will be back in just a minute guys mm-hmm. okay Hi everyone, and welcome to the mid-roll. Yee, we're doing the mid-roll again. <clears throat> yes. So, um, like always, we're going to start off talking about the Amazing World Anvil. Can't talk about them enough. They're a fantastic website. It's worldanvil.com, where you can do campaign management and world building. Their software is incredible. They even won an any award for being such a incredible campaign management tool. You can also use it if you're an author because they have a, that's actually what it was originally designed for. Dimitri created it for his wife, Janet, who's an author, and then also realized, hey, I can use this for my D&D campaigns. So it expanded into both. So you can either do like an author membership or a, a DM membership and flesh out your world. It's like creating a Wikipedia for whatever your setting happens to be. And even the free account, which you can sign up for, you know, there's no charge. You don't have to give them any information other than like an email address, pretty much. Um, You can sign up and it's an incredible account. There's so many things you can do with it. And then if you like it and you like the features, you can become a guild member and you can buy one of their memberships and get access to even more amazing tools. Yep. It's super, super good. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Also, people we like to talk about are Die Hard Dice. They have awesome, pretendous, magical dice, which they design all their metal ones uh, with the color testing in-house. It's their own molds that they use for those dice. They're super easy to read. The colors are super, super good mm-hmm. because they do many rounds of testing before they're happy. That's the same with their single colors. Their Spellwinder series, which is dull colors or whatever Those are pretty, on. too. They're all super good. And there we go, we've got a small bit of rustling of metal base. Yeah, they sound pretty. They do, they do. <laughs> because that's, that's the main thing that people care about with dice, that they sound good. <laughs> but they can it also be hurt. read really well, because, and I had dice which, while they look really nice, are terrible to read. So mm-hmm. it's really nice and refreshing to have dice that you can read without any kind of issue. They put a lot of thought into the dice that they make, whether they're their polymer series or their metal ones. They, they're all gorgeous. They have great accessories too, like the scroll of rolling they have, which is a portable dice mat with holds and about 15 dice. That's two full sets and an extra one, which is great, which is compact and super, super good just for actual you know playing, even if you don't have to go out right now. Uh, they have awesome like uh, search. Uh, yeah, they have awesome searching options like you can search by class or color 
and all of those kind of things. If you do find anything you like on their website, you can go to, uh, you can use the code geek thyself uh, mm-hmm. to get fifteen percent. That's one five fifteen off your first or your next order. They have free domestic shipping and they have discounted uh, international shipping, so it's great for everyone. Uh, if you want to roll with the best, all you need to do is go to dieharddice.com. Yes, and they are a small business. They're family-owned, and they're amazing people. So if you're looking for a great dice company to support, they're a really good one. Plus, you can use the code and get 15% off. So, you know, win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And now we've done gushing about the people we love, we'll go back to talking about Cat of the Great. Yep. Okay, see you in a sec. All right, so... So she, she definitely had a tumultuous relationship with her husband. By all accounts, yeah. they didn't particularly care for each other. It was most definitely a, a stereotypical arranged marriage where the couple does not get along. Um, no, uh, they they liked each other enough to be in the same place, but uh, it even says in some earlier notes that they apparently didn't really share with the same half of the... Uh, I think castle. Which, mm-hmm. oh, when they were yeah. kids, they stayed at opposite ends yeah. of the castle because they didn't like yeah. each other. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, but and there were a lot of rumors going around at the time. Of course, um, some of them were that Peter had a mistress. Others were that uh, Catherine was sleeping with several different men. Um, now, initially, I don't know how much of the, that is true, and probably no one necessarily knows because it's not something yeah. that you're going to talk about however obviously no yeah however um she definitely was um open about having relationships with people after deposing her husband and taking over and uh, well i mean I... after that point it, 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 it you know that's there's nothing necessarily wrong with that mm-hmm. one thing that i find interesting also um so the the one that the person that her husband Peter was supposed to be having an affair with, his mistress, was yes. named um, Elizabeth Vorontsova. Not sure I'm saying that right. And um, her sister-in-law, or sorry, her yes. sister, um, yes. was named Katerina Vorontsova Dashkova, and she was a princess in the royalty in Russia, and became very close friends with Catherine the Great, who. Um, but Ekaterina, Catherine's friend, was also someone that introduced her to some of the powerful political parties that opposed her husband. So Ekaterina sort of helped start pushing things in the direction of Catherine taking over and her husband no longer being in charge. Mm. And by all accounts, he was um, sort of erratic and awful. Her husband, Peter III, he would, um, you know, t- basically, he called it uh, drills for the male yeah. servants, but he was basically hazing them or torturing them. Yeah. Um, not not like straight up torture. I don't think he was yeah, having but... anybody cut them open or anything, but, you know, like no, but... grueling trials and hazing type of behavior where yeah. it really wasn't necessary, but he just enjoyed it. And then later, Catherine... She felt bad for them, and she would let them actually come to her room, and they would sing and dance mm. to to relax, because she, you know, her husband was yeah. a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, funnily enough, 
uh, just talking about Peter. Uh, apparently, he only reigned for six months uh, due to being de- deposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, he took over when his um, when Empress Elizabeth passed Elizabeth, away. Uh, on the 5th of January in 1762 mm-hmm. but he then died on the 17th of July the same year uh, but he was uh, overthrown before that anyway yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah six months after yeah. he took over his um, her some of her co-conspirators had been arrested yeah and um, that everything they'd been planning to do she and her conspirators had been planning to take over because everyone acknowledged that her husband was not fit to rule you yeah. know he, the kind of behavior he he displayed his temperament he he you know he he didn't have what it took in their opinion and honestly from all historical accounts it sounds like they were probably right uh, who yeah. knows what would have happened <laughs> so yep. in, uh... instead they wanted to put her in place because one of the rules of the time was that if the uh, king, if the emperor died, the rule went to the empress, not her yes. children. So she didn't have to be a regent. She could actually become the empress. Yes. Which is what exactly happened. Uh-huh. Which I think is cool. Because there were a lot of countries um, where the, the queen would have to become like the queen regent. So you only yeah. ruled until your son or, yeah, Daughter well, usually son, age, yeah. usually son, Normally son. but <laughs> first son, if you only, son, yeah. yeah, you only ruled until your son was old enough to take over. Yeah. Or in some cases you didn't even get to rule at all. And you know, his brother or his cousin or whoever yeah. would come take over. Line. Yeah. But with it being a coup, it's a little, it's a little different, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Uh, their reign, like we've already said, was from 1762 to 1796. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which... Yeah, she took over forcefully, and then... Um, yeah. Yeah, she, she and the people she favored, they ruled for quite a while. Um, you know, I mentioned that she had her friend Ekaterina. There were also several generals and other... Uh, political and nobility figures who sided with her, which is how she was able to orchestrate everything happening. Mm -hmm. And then during her reign, uh, she actually also was very good at foreign affairs, which helped Russia quite a bit. Yeah, uh, during her reign, she extended some 520,000 square kilometers or 200,000 square miles, roughly, uh, to uh, extend the borders of the, the empire. Mm-hmm. Absorbing New Russia, Crimea, and Northern uh, Kaskos? Caucasus. Thank you. Right bank, uh, Ukraine, Belarus, Lithuania, and uh, Cortland at the expense mainly of the two powers, the Ottoman Empire and the Polish Lithuanian Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Which is an awful lot of space to gain in 30 years. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of kilometers. It's it's over, it's a, around 200 square miles, or excuse me, 200,000 square miles of yeah. space that right. she added onto the empire that wasn't there when she took over. Yeah. Now, there, there were some wars during her reign as well. It there wasn't were. all peaceful. Um, mm-hmm. There was the Russo-Turkish War. Yep. Um, where uh, Catherine completed a conquest that uh, Peter the Great had started. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, the Russo-Persian War also happened during that time frame. Yep. Um, but overall, her reign is recognized as one of enlightenment. You know, she was very in favor of the arts. She yep. also um, started a school. I'm trying to find the name. She mm -hmm. started um, a school for women. I mean, it was for women of the nobility. It, you know, she didn't open it up to everybody. That would have been a little beyond what she could, what was necessarily something that would have been considered acceptable at the time. Because the only, the one thing that is sort of um, less enlightened about Catherine's reign is that um, it did rely very heavily on serfdom. Mm -hmm. So uh, overall, she was a lot more enlightened than a lot of. Uh, rulers Russia had had in the past but she still relied very heavily on serfdom and servants and you know basically indentured servitude type of situations so that still mm -hmm. had some problems yeah I'm trying to find the name of the school because it's mm -hmm. going to bug me now if I can't find the name of the school Where is it? Oh, here it is. It was called um, the Smolny Institute for Noble Maidens, and it was the first state-financed higher education institution for women in Europe. So basically, it was the first like government-funded women's college, essentially, or okay. women's school. That's so, good. yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting a little tidbit, and it goes mm -hmm. to show that she felt that women should be more educated like she was. I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, my opinion doesn't really matter much, too much on that one, but yeah. Uh... Oh, I forgot about this. One thing that is interesting um, that I had completely forgotten until I was looking through my notes again. So uh, her marriage with Peter wasn't actually consummated right away. Or at oh, least that's what some historical information says. Which, honestly, <clears throat> since they didn't really care for each other, kind of makes sense. That, yeah, I mean, I, I believe it. <laughs> no, instead, um, there was a count who was a Russian officer. And he's known for um, being the first lover of Empress, the, uh, Empress Catherine the Great. And his name was Sergei Saltyakov. Okay, this is after the... It was after they were married... But before she kicked her husband to the curb, literally. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, like, her husband hadn't consummated the marriage with her, so she slept with him first. And there are quite a few historians who, I I can't remember, I'm trying to look through my notes, guys. can't remember if they have actual proof, like, if she wrote it somewhere. I mean, obviously, after her husband was dead, somebody had to father the kids. But um, her initial child that she had before her husband was dethroned and she took over um it's somewhat debatable whether her husband was actually his father yeah i mean there's a lot of evidence to suggest they didn't exactly get on yeah so there's um here it is so his name was paul the first and he okay. reigned as emperor of Russia between 1796 and 1801. So he didn't rule for very long compared to his mother. Um, but Catherine did hint that he was fathered by her lover, not 
Peter the Third. Interesting. There's a ton of stuff yeah. that Catherine did during her reign. All yeah. sorts of en- enlightenment, meaning like arts yeah. and culture, finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and relations with other countries and yes. making Russia bigger. Which, one, yeah. one thing that I do think is really interesting that I want to get in here before we get yeah, to yeah. the end is that um, during some of the smallpox epidemics, yeah. there was a British doctor who um, was doing inoculations and he was trying to you know get the word out like hey we can inoculate people for this we can protect you so basically he was trying to give people the small smallpox vaccine yeah and at the time a lot of people didn't understand vaccines i mean yeah. honestly people right now still don't but they <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole kind of world that's, that's, that's a whole other topic um but they um at the time you know in the se- late 1700s in particular they really had no concept of what an inoculation was or how vaccines worked or yeah. you know they had no idea what it would do it wasn't considered medicine by most people who were still using leeches and bloodletting yeah. techniques you know so a british doctor named thomas dimsdale um came and inoculated uh catherine the great and then um, he he was actually made a baron by Catherine the Great, but she she wanted to show people that getting inoculated was safe, so yeah. she had him inoculate her, and then sent him or basically had other people in her country inoculated. She wanted as many people inoculated as possible because she recognized that it was beneficial. Yeah. So by eighteen hundred approximately 2 million inoculations had been administered in the Russian empire which about which was only about 6% of the population it was a, but a lot of people a lot, yeah but at the time that was a lot because yeah. people didn't vaccinate back then cuz they didn't vaccines barely existed yet and people didn't understand what they were mhm so, though Catherine's life and reign included remarkable personal successes, they ended with two failures. Her Swedish cousin once removed, King Gustav the uh, Fourth Adolf, uh, mm-hmm. visited her in seventeen ninety six. The Empress's intention being that her granddaughter Alexandra should become the Queen of Sweden by marriage. A ball was given at the imperial court uh, on the 11th of September <coughs> excuse me uh, when the engagement was supposed to be announced uh, Gustav felt pressure to accept that Alexand- uh, pressure to accept that Alexandra would not convert to Lutherianism uh, though he was delighted by the young lady he refused to appear at the ball and left for Stockholm the frustration affected Catherine's house apparently uh, she recovered well enough and began uh, to plan a ceremony which would establish her favourite grandson Alexander as her heir superseding her difficult son Paul <laughs> which she died before the announcement could be made just over two months after the engagement ball mm-hmm. yeah so by all accounts her her last morning was mm-hmm. relatively calm yeah. She she woke up early and had her usual coffee. She was starting to work on papers, probably trying to set up her son Alexander, or excuse me, grandson Alexander as her heir since she didn't like her son Paul. Mm-hmm. And um, then... Uh, then sometime after 9 a.m., she was found on the floor with her face purplish, her pulse weak, and her breathing uh, shallow and labored. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sick. proposition diagnosed a stroke, and despite attempts to revive her, she fell into a coma as she was given the last rites and died the following evening around 9.45. Mm-hmm. And an autopsy performed at the time did confirm stroke as the cause of death. Mm-hmm. So she led a very uh, vivacious and active life, but in the end... Um, it was a stroke that took her uh, before she could finish what she wanted to do and set up Alexander as her heir instead of Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, several unfounded stories circulated regarding the cause of manner of her death. A popular insult to the Empress's legacy at the time is that she died after having oh, after having oh, relationships yeah. with uh, after having relations with a horse. That's just not fun. Well, and. Like that? The thing is, it was probably, you know, especially at the time, that was the kind of thing that people would propagate as a rumor about a powerful woman. You know, there'd be some, they'd make up some horrible, horrible rumor um, and use it as basically an excuse for why you didn't have to treat that woman with respect anymore. Yeah. Um, Which sounds awful, because it is, but that's one of the things that they would do at the time, and... um. So it was, it would not surprise me. I don't know if there's any evidence of this. I didn't see it in the notes anywhere, but it would not surprise me if it was largely started by people who supported her son, Paul, who was known to not be her favorite. Like she, she didn't necessarily want him to be the ruler of Russia. She wanted to hand it off to her grandson. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. That's not a fun rumor about anyone, especially yeah. to spread after someone's death. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> that's a, that's not mm. a fun way to end it. But that's also the the, the, the end of the of the bit. I, 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 ah. Although there is actually one other bit. Uh, the, in her undated world discovered in early 1792, it gave specific instructions that uh, should she die, uh, lay out my corpse dressed in white with a gold crown on my head and have it inscribed with my Christian name. Uh, she was actually... Uh, in the end, uh, uh, the Empress was laid in a gold crown uh, which is what she wanted, uh, and in silver and a silver barricade desk, so not white, so it wasn't exactly adhered to. Yeah, but it, it at least it was close, I guess. But they yeah. had a um, her so according to um, one description of the where to go, according to Elizabeth Vigie Lebrun, who uh, uh, wrote about the affair, the funeral and everything Mm -hmm. the empress's body lay in state for six weeks in a large and magnificently decorated room in the castle which was kept lit day and night catherine was stretched out on a ceremonial bed surrounded by the coats of arms of all the towns in russia her face was left uncovered and her fair hand rested on the bed all the ladies some of whom took turn to watch by the body would go and kiss this hand or at least appear to so she was so beloved by the country yeah. overall. I mean, I'm sure there were exceptions, but overall that she uh, was laid laid there for six weeks so that people could come and say their goodbyes. Which 
I assume she was embalmed in that time. Otherwise, that wouldn't. That, that yeah, I would hope so. That would be awful. Yeah, that, yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Uh, but yeah, so she was definitely well loved. She definitely did a lot for the Russian Empire as it was. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, she also didn't get to fill out her last. Uh, which order to supersede her, her son Paul um, with Alexander? But yeah, I, I think that's a fairly good place to end the episode. Question mark. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, like we said, there's also going to be the satirical series, which is out on the 15th of May. I'm kind of interested to hopefully see it because I want to see what kind of differences there are. I imagine they're going to make some jokes out about uh, the the king not consummating the marriage. That's got to come up. I'm, I would be amazed if they don't. Like, why would yeah. they not? It's right there in history. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right there in front of them. <laughs> okay. Well, either way, thank you guys for listening to us ramble, and especially to the tangent at the start. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, we will see you again next week with another topic and until then hopefully everyone stays safe and yes. stays indoors uh, if you can mm -hmm. anyway uh, just keep yourself safe keep your family safe and we hope you're all doing well bye guys definitely bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Bye.